What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. What up, y'all? I'm back again with another episode, and this time I have two guests with me. These people are very, very close to my heart. One of them has been on my podcast before with a group, and the other one you all have not met yet, so I am going to introduce them formally, and then I will have them introduce themselves. So my first guest is to my left. He is my brother. I've known him for over four years. We met in college. Actually, no, we met before college um, at our orientation, orientation, and he's been a friend to me since then. It's my brother, Darren. Love you, bro. Say hello to the people. Love you too, bro. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be back for a second time on uh, the show. Thank you, Jesse. Yes. Um, I'm excited for our conversation. Yes, this is going to be good. And then to my right is my sister. I've also known her for over four years. I met her um, during my freshman year at a Thai Tribbett concert. Oh, no, I'm sorry. On our way to a Thai Tribbett concert because we had a mutual friend um, that invited me. So that's how I met her. And we've just been cool ever since. It's my sister. I love her dearly. It's my sis, Brianna. Say hello. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be on the show for the first time. And I can't wait to have a, an amazing conversation with you guys. Yeah. Amen. So this, remember, remember, y'all, this ain't no interview. This is a conversation. <laughs> So we're going to be who we are. Now, we're not going to be as blunt as we would be if there wasn't a mic in front of us. But we're going we gonna to keep it a band and we're going to talk. Right. So today, our um, topic is going to be about friendship. And I feel like I wanted to talk about this um, because I think it's very important in the body of Christ that we can emulate healthy uh, relationships when it comes to friends. Um and so I think it's just important. So I would just like to talk about it from people that I'm involved with friendship with. But before we talk, before we start, I have a scripture. Uh, it's Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. And it says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. So there, that verse is very like simple and short, but there's just so much in what it says. Like a friend loves at all times and born for adversity. It speaks to like, a level of endurance, a level of remaining, as Darren would say, can you remain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to speak to that, sir? Not yet. We'll work it in later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but one of Darren's one of Darren's sayings is, "Can you remain?" So, I just wanted to lay that out before y'all. Did anyone want to say anything before I guess I go into the points? No, nope, you can go right ahead. Okay, so we're gonna talk about how we all met, and then. We're going to talk about um, what we've learned from our connection as each other uh, to each other as friends. We're going to talk about our strengths and our weaknesses. And then it could trickle into anything else that could possibly happen. I don't know why they're laughing, folks. So who wants to talk about how I already spoke about how I met y'all. So you're right. How'd y'all meet, though? How did that happen? Wait, should we talk about how we met you? Like, the whole situation? I guess so, yeah. That's fine. Since we could go more in depth to it, yeah. You want to go first since you... Go ahead. Yes, I'll go first. So, um, I met Jesse my sophomore year. It was his freshman year. Um, Like he said earlier, we had a mutual friend that invited us both to a Thai tribute concert. 
And so we went to the Thai Tribute concert, and I was like, you know, Jess is a really cool guy. He loves the Lord. Um, I remember we were sitting in the car, and he started playing this praise break song called Shondo, I think. Shondo. And he got out the car, and he started shouting. I was like, okay, he's a little churchy. I like him. And so after that, we went to the mini cav at North Carolina Anti-State University, where we both attended and graduated from. And graduated. Yeah, and graduated from. All three of us are alumni. Yes, but we went to the mini cav, and Jesse just began to share his story about how the Lord saved him in his dorm room, and how you know he's turning, he was turning his life around for God, and just started living for him. And it was a beautiful story to hear. And I was just like, okay, I can see him being my friend. And so after that, we just started. Um, hanging out every now and then I would randomly see him in the student center sometimes and um, he would randomly see me and every time we saw each other it would just be like this moment where we would just share and talk about the goodness of the Lord and what he was doing in our lives at the time but yeah now um, we're really close friends and that was that happened through a ministry that you know he and Darren both started and yeah yeah if you want to add something to that, you can. Yeah, I could definitely say it. I agree. Um, I was t- we, me and Brianna, we were talking about this earlier, and I feel like, especially in college, with the culture that tries to run majority of the college campuses um, in the nation, it's always good to have friends that can stay grounded in the faith. And I told her specifically, even if we didn't talk about nothing deep or like related to the faith, every time I saw her, it was just like a reminder to me that God was with me and he was there because mm-hmm. I ran into so many people from different belief systems and different backgrounds and things of that nature. But like when I had a friend or when I ran into a friend that was decided about following the Lord and really um, walking this journey out with Jesus, I was just encouraged and it honestly helped me to just stay grounded as well in my walk. So I just appreciated that as well. My turn? Yes, sir. How did me and you meet? Yeah. So, once upon a time, <laughs> we were at freshman orientation, and, um, you know, orientation was like two days, so I don't remember what day it was, but we were in ACB. It was the first day. Yeah. We were in ACB, which is the academic classroom building at A&T, and um, I sound like I graduated years ago. Anyway, we were in ACB, and... I remember standing in there because they were like dividing us by our major or something like that. And I was, you know, I'm observant, so I just, that's just natural. But like I was looking around and everything, and I noticed that Jesse was with this group of people, and I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, he doesn't belong with them. Like that was just my internal thought. And um, that's kind of how it played out because they were not going to be people that were going to be able to walk with him. And, um, Later, after orientation, I went to the mall near campus to, you know, just see what I'll be working with for the next four years. And I happened to see him there again. So um, we talked a little bit there, exchanged numbers, and then had four years. Literally, yeah. And a lot has happened in that time. Yeah, I will say for me, like, knowing you both, I think the way that it happened between both of you all like it didn't happen the same but I think it happened naturally like with Brianna when I first met her how she told me like or how she told y'all that I would just run into her like randomly every um literally like I guess every week on campus and it wasn't planned but like whenever we did it was always be great conversations and it's not it's not like we were um intentionally like hanging out like day in and day out like we do now but it was just that 
it was just those um, natural occurrences where we would run into each other and talk and fellowship. And then it was built naturally that way. And then with Darren, how he said that we met at the orientation and then we ended up meeting again at the mall. But like that also wasn't planned. And I think it speaks to the real authentic authenticity of relationships, because I feel like a lot of reasons why relationships don't work out, not even just like um, romantic, but even friendships is because they're forced. And like, there's a lack of discernment on knowing what each relationship is for, or even trying to figure out what it will be rather than just going with the process and seeing for um, yourself, you know? Makes sense. (laughs) Y'all are funny. Oh man. Yeah, no, I don't like forced friendships. Um, I feel like it just has to happen. Now, I don't mind you being direct. We were just talking about that earlier. <laughs> I feel like intentionality is cool, but there has to be some type of drawing. And I think especially in spirit-led covenant relationships, mm-hmm. yeah. you have to sense God in it. Even if you don't know immediately how or why, but I feel like he, if he's putting it together, it'll be evident over time. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, did you have something to say? I was saying, do we talk about how we met, or is that just we just talk about? I guess how we y'all. Met? I guess y'all can. Y'all go ahead. I went first last time, so you can go this time. Well, <laughs> me and Brianna met on campus. Um, I saw her bobblehead. And, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't want to. I saw <laughs> me and Brianna met a couple times on campus. I don't remember the first time we like saw each other, but we would just see each other. I guess we already followed each other on Instagram. And mm. one of the times I saw her, she was in the calf, the the cafeteria. And then another time she was in the car with one of her friends um, when I was walking back to my dorm, I think. I just said, hey, or whatever. And then it wasn't until we did our ministry together like all three of us and others yeah um that i really got acquainted with brianna and that brianna got acquainted with me as she would say you know she didn't really really get to know who i was and see my true colors until the second semester of that year yes i agree um i honestly do not remember the first time i met him but i know that i would see darren around the campus he was an aggie success leader mm-hmm. i think and then he was also a campus what is it called? Tour guide. Tour guide. And so I will always see him. Oh, I wasn't an ASL. I was a tour guide. Oh, sorry. So he wasn't an ASL. He was a <laughs> tour guide. So I will always see him around um, campus giving, you know, um, incoming freshmen tours and things like that um, around the campus. And I would be like, okay, he's an interesting guy. He carries himself well, you know, very good with public speaking and stuff like that. And then I do remember the time where I saw him. When I was sitting in the car with my friend, um, he was always very nice and stuff like that. But I just never really knew him, knew him until the ministry started. And, you know, we started. Because ministry be exposing things. Yes, sure ministry does, exposes bro. things. And we, you know, started having a lot of intimate, deep, and vulnerable conversations. Yeah. We all did. Mm-hmm. And so we were all able to kind of like get to know each other on a much deeper and intimate level. Yeah. And um, really appreciate each other beyond, you know, what we... Uh, portrayed or showed um originally yeah so my question i guess is what do you feel like y'all have learned so far like through the process of friendship especially like with our journeys of 
being friends, but also doing ministry together. I think respect is the biggest thing. We joke a lot, so that's probably not what you expected me to say first. But I think respect is the biggest thing. You have to be able to know that everybody's not the same person. And, like, what one person can tolerate, somebody else may not. And mm. that's okay. Like, you need to be willing to to maneuver differently if you have to. And mm. it's not to say, like, you got to change who you are and how you are. But, like, there's a level of catering almost to that somebody that other person if you're going to walk in you know friendship or unity with them um there's it's a compromise to give and take what are you okay with what are you not okay with you know Mm -hmm. yeah what are your boundaries type of thing Mm -hmm. um i think for me i think one of the biggest lessons that i've learned throughout um this friendship was that vulnerability is important if you want to grow in a friendship or really any type of relationship. Um, One of the most beautiful things I think Jesse has ever said to me was um, when we first started getting closer, he said, I I love you, but I only love you as far as you let me. And that made me think a lot about who I was as a person and why I did certain things. Um, A lot of you may, well, you don't know this, but I was very guarded at the beginning of the friendship because I had so many things. I've experienced so many bad friendships and like I didn't really know if I could trust the individuals that God put around me. And to know that somebody would say that to me, that would be patient enough to walk me through that process just really meant a lot to me. And so because of that, um, I learned how to really open up a lot more about what was going on inside of me internally about what my trust issues were about some of the things that you know I had experienced in the past that caused me to act and respond in a certain way and when I was when I found out that like I could trust the people around me it really allowed me to love and embrace them um a lot more and appreciate the friendships that God put in my life and I had to realize that like he put people around me that could carry the issues that that could carry the things that were going on on the inside of me and that I could trust them with my mess. And so having that realization um, really helped me value the relationships that I had around me. And so I would say, so I said all of that to say that vulnerability was one of the most important lessons that I've had. So how did you come to trust though? Like in our friendship, like all of us, like how would you say you were able to feel safe enough to be vulnerable? Um, I would say that I felt safe when I started feeling safe when I would have conversations. Well, first off, when you guys would give me the space to talk about how I would feel, because at first I wouldn't talk about it. I would just sit there looking crazy or looking depressed or looking sad and looking burdened and bothered about a whole bunch of things. And they would ask me, like, what's going on? You need to talk about it. And sometimes I would say no. Well, at first I would say no. And I would go to my room and I would just deal with it by myself. And then eventually I was like, okay, this is not helping me. So let me see what opening up would actually do. So um, when I started opening up about the things that were going on with me and I saw how attentive they were to my feelings and how um, they were really just like a shoulder to lean on and to cry on. And um, they gave me like a lot of good wisdom, sound wisdom and advice um, in regards to the situations that I was going through. That's when I realized that like I could trust them. And then also 
knowing that they could carry the things that I say, like they could, I could confide in them about what was going on to me, that they weren't going to go back and tell anybody else about my issues. And so that is what allowed me uh, to trust them. I think confidentiality is important in friendships mm, yeah. because um, I your you. business is nobody else's <laughs> business. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, um, I think like to go with what both of you said, like, how you were saying, Darren, that not everybody's the same person. Like, cause y'all, y'all know me. Like, I'm an open book, yeah. and like, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not saying that I tell my business all willy nilly, like every little detail of my heart, because there are things that, like, if you are on the outskirts of relationship with me, you're just not gonna know. But yeah. more so, like, I'm just very transparent. Like, I have no problem like being detailed and very. Um, specific about something that's going on with me but like not everybody's like that but I also I think from from the standpoint of adjusting or realizing that somebody's a certain way you have to really be understanding because you could take it personal when it's not yeah and I feel like for me like for you example Brianna like when you were not as open to me like I um I I, I could have easily took that as like and like, what's going on? Why are you acting like that? But what really helped me um, deal with that and I guess help walk you through that was knowing that it wasn't personal. Knowing that that's just how you were because that's how you were. Not because you were intentionally doing this to me because you thought my character was bad. And I feel yeah. like when it comes to, especially like the flaws or the weaknesses or the deficiencies of friends, we have to learn not to take it personal. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with saying you did something wrong to me if that's really what happened. But I feel like if you know that it's an issue that this person's struggling with and, like, you see them, you see that that's something that they deal with from, like, a 360-degree angle. Like, regardless of who they're around and who they're talking to, that thing can come out in their soul. I think there's just a level of understanding and covering also. Yeah. Like, I think that's what I learned, like... I, yeah, yeah, I would say, so this goes back to what I learned. I learned how to cover. Yeah. Like, I learned how to make sure that what was said didn't get out. But beyond not getting out, like, I'm not even just talking about saying it verbatim. I'm talking about no alluding to it. I'm talking about no hints. I'm talking about no, like, none of that stuff. And I feel like I learned how to do that as well. And I, because I've, I've had friends all my life, but I never understood the art of covering. I heard what it meant but I feel like even with just regular things that you hear you don't really know the meaning and the value of it until you actually walk through it yourself so I feel like for me I really really learned how to cover and I, I learned how to just hear the um and, and I think another thing too is like with the information you receive learning how to cover regardless of how you receive it so like because Brianna and, and uh, Darren are my friends there will be times where I will know what's going on with them like because they tell me but other times like I'll see it mm -hmm. or I'll pick it up like there will be a spiritual awareness that takes place yeah. but that doesn't give me the right to go off and say that just because they didn't speak to me about it or just because they didn't confide into me about it so I think like there's a level of maturity a level of patience and a level of understanding that needs to take place in order for this to to work Darren's nodding go ahead Darren <laughs> Jesse that's good because maturity is the thing that allows you to be able to cover. Because it's like, you have to dissect the situation outside of your own lens. Like if you're only thinking about 
how I would be if this was me. Like, you've missed it. It's not about you. Mm. Like, it's not about how you would react in the situation. It's not about how you think. Like, you have to put yourself in the position of the the aspect of friendship, which is servitude. Like, how would this person need to be treated? How is this person... Uh, uh, looking for a friend in this situation. So all that you were saying about like not alluding to things or even if you realize something, but being careful about how to bring it up and stuff like that, like all of that is important. And that allows you to know I can trust this person more because I've seen what they've done with this little bit. So I can go further, stuff yeah. like that. And that's really like that for me, y'all, I don't know whoever's watching, maybe you know, maybe you don't. I'm, I feel like I'm a private person and like yeah, I are. don't, that stuff is just big to me because it's like it's not like I'm intentionally watching like out of suspicion like oh how are you going to handle this but it it speaks for itself like how you handle other people's situation or how you handle people that you claim are close to you says enough about how I can assume you would handle me in my situation you know what I mean so like it's important Mm. yeah like guys when I say I had so many trust issues. I'm keeping it a bug. I'm keeping it real. I had so many trust issues. I would shut down. Like, we would have prayers at my house. Sure would. And so, the enemy would speak to me so much about, like, the people around me telling me that, like, they didn't really love me for real. Or they didn't really want to be around me for real. That, like, when it came down to it, they wouldn't really be my friends and stuff like that. And so, that would require me to... Or that would make me want to go into my room and just like shut everybody out or just even leave my house in general. And sometimes I would go into my car and just cry because like I just felt so uncomfortable in my own home um, because everybody in there, I felt like everybody in there didn't really like like me for real. But it was all a whole bunch of lies from the enemy. And it wasn't until God really like opened my eyes and allowed me to see the hearts of the people that he put into my life and that he placed them there to help push me into the next season um, of my life, a season of of freedom from all of those trust issues and all of those burdens and things that I've experienced in the past. And he let me know that like the people that are around me are not going to, are not the people that hurt me in my past. Like I can't hold them to the same standard or I can't hold them to the same um, issues that I held the other individuals at or my other ex friends at. I hate the devil, bro, because I'm starting to see, I, I say this all the time, like the importance of Christian community, but like, I really see how the enemy will really try to empower the spirit of rejection to rob you from divine connections in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, even how you were saying when we were having, we were having prayer, how you were, you were just receiving thoughts that just were not of God. And it's like, where are these thoughts coming from? Like, it's to the point where people say that they deal with them rapid fire, like, it, it it won't even be anything about nothing like it's not like a conflict happened or it's not like anybody said anything it's just the thoughts are there and like i just feel that that's the case because the enemy he does not want friends like the bible says there's safety in a multitude of counsel or like a man who isolates himself he seeks his own desire like so it's it's just very interesting how stuff like that works yeah when god opens your eyes to that stuff you really see how it kept you in bondage and how mm-hmm. like it robbed you or how there was an attempt to rob you from so many connections. So my next question is like, for y'all specifically, what is it you guys look for to initiate friendship with somebody? Like, what are some traits that are important to y'all to see? Honestly, capacity and maturity, because, you know, we can kiki when it's time to kiki, 
but that's so surface like if you don't have the capacity to like have a real conversation or like the emotional intelligence or just like relational intelligence yeah. it's just kind of like i don't if i don't see that there can be depth there i'm not too interested um because i just yeah i feel like i'm deep i'm not deep all the time i don't have to be deep all the time but i yeah. want to know like can it go there and be fruitful or is it like i have to shut a major part of myself off yeah yeah okay um i guess for me like this is something i've just been recently thinking about but like i want a friend that is able to receive correction like when it's stated in love of course because there can be times where you can confront somebody or correct somebody and it's condescending and uh disrespectful but like i'm more so talking about when it's out of a place of love when it's out of a genuine place and you desire to see that person to be the the best per, their best version of themselves like i want to i want to see somebody who's willing to be wrong and like i think for me as well that's something that i struggle with like that's something that god had to root up out of me because mm. i swore i was right about everything like and i i saw the harm that it was doing not just to people but to myself because there were so many things that there's so many things that your friends could teach you. I think as well, like knowing that these are your friends, but not getting too familiar with what God has placed inside in them. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that me and Darren talk about is like also knowing, knowing the humanity, but also the divinity of a person. Mm -hmm. So like if we are Christians and the spirit of God dwells in us, that means God could speak to us at any degree, at any capacity in which he desires. He could give us wisdom and insight about anything pertaining to each other, even though we're our, even though we're friends. And so I just feel like for you to honor and to really just know that at any given moment, God could pour something into you through your friends. It gives you um, a, it gives you that room to receive because you just don't know what you'll miss. Um, I think for me, there's three things that I personally um, also I also want, you know, with addition, in addition to what they said, there's three things that I personally want in a friendship. So first, um, first and foremost, I would say that I want a friend that can challenge me and really like stimulate my mind. I want to be around friends or people that can really like make me think differently, not only about myself, but about life. Mm. Um and about people in general, um, I can definitely say that in this friendship, I've been challenged in so many ways. I came in with so many different <laughs> perspectives God. about things that were just like change um, through conversation that we had. And it wasn't like arguments or anything like that, but we really had like genuine conversations that really challenged a lot of my thought process processes towards things um but i appreciate that and i feel like having friendships like that um is healthy because a lot of times we think like jesse said we might know it all we might have it all figured out but we really don't yeah. and there's always room for improvement and there's always room for growth um and so that's why i say that you know having friendships that challenge me and that stimulate my mind is important to me because you know i don't want to remain the same person i always want to improve i always want to grow and i always want to i want to be pushed forward towards where god called me to be yeah um secondly i would say that um i want a friendship that holds me accountable to my actions yeah. and so like if you are surrounded by a whole bunch of yes men um those aren't the people that you want around you because yeah. you can be out here doing anything and everything and they're just 
you know, agreeing with whatever you're doing. And you're a lot of times you might be out here looking stupid. And so to have people around you that can tell you when you're right or you're wrong, to have people around you that can hold you accountable and say, hey, sis, I don't think it's okay for you to go to, to this place. I don't think it's okay for you to hang out with this person at all times of night. I don't think it's My okay God. for you to say X, Y, and Z or to wear X, Y, and Z because yeah. it just it's giving off the wrong message. I think it's so yeah. important to have people like that around you because they're going to make sure that you're in alignment with the Lord and alignment with where he's calling you to go um for instance so i struggle with time time is one of my main issues i for some reason i get up on time and the time just drifts past me without me even knowing but my god have a very very i have a lot of issues with punctuality but jesse my good friend jesse he doesn't really struggle in that area so he really holds me accountable i sure do um (laughs) in that area because he's like you're called to greatnesses and like where you're going you cannot be late like when you when you're when you're in the room with all the CEOs, when you're handling certain business deals and stuff like that, you cannot show up late because that will cause you to miss out on certain things. And so having somebody that can like pour into you in that way, um, it just really helps. And then the third thing that I want in a friendship is like someone who's trustworthy. I I need to know that I can trust you with yeah. my life. For real. Like my life. This is not a game i can't just say you know i can i can't I, what am i trying to say i'm stuttering sorry it's all right gather yourself <laughs> i need to know that i can trust you with my life i need to know that i can depend on you um when times get hard i need to know that like when i need somebody to call on or when i need somebody i need a shoulder to lean on or when i need somebody to come through for me that you can be that person and you're not going to judge me and that you're not going to like I said earlier, go back and tell someone else my business. You're not going to look at me like I'm crazy. That you're going to look at me as the human that I am. And, you know, walk me through whatever it is that um, I'm going through. Yeah. I want to speak to yeah. something that you said, Brianna, which was really good. Like, the whole um, people challenging you and, like, making sure that you're aligned with the Lord and, like, his call on your life. I feel like it's very important that as friends, we don't just look at each other like with where we are now, but we look at each other as who we're called to be and we push each other to that. Because I believe if this is something that God has willed for you to be a part of in regards to relationship with the person, and I believe he can show you in increments of who that person is called to be. And he can show you if whether they're moving in the direction towards that or not. So like, just like how Brianna was saying, like, when I speak to her about her timing, like, yes, I'm talking about the current situation, but because I know that she wants to be a lucrative business owner, I also recognize that her future self, that kind of behavior can't fly. But like, it was the same thing with Darren when he saw me, how he told me, how he told y'all earlier that when he looked at me, he saw, um, that I was hanging out with a specific group. And so he saw the current situation, but was still able to see futuristically who I would be. And that's the kind of friend that you need. Like you need a friend that is able to move in a level of discernment to not just look at your current situation, but to also push you into who you will be. And like, that's literally prophetic. Like basically saying like, this is where you're going, but I can sense and discern that you will be in a place in the future that will require you to maneuver this way. which is good because what that does is that could prepare you so when that time comes you would have had the counsel you would have had the voices that were 
you know, exhorting you and equipping you in that area, like as as friends. Yeah. And I also want to say to the um, friends that hold you accountable thing beyond, you know, holding you accountable in the areas of things that you should not be doing. You want friends that hold you accountable in the areas of things that you should be doing. So, for instance, That's like good. like Darren, um, he knows that I have a desire to be a lucrative business owner. And so when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm not, you know, staying on top of my stuff. He always comes and reminds me, like, what are we doing? Like, what's the plans? What's the next step? Like, always there to kind of like give me that push that I need to make sure I'm staying on top of things. And so you want friends that make sure that you're not missing out on what God has for you. And also that you're not uh, getting in your own way um, and bringing your dreams into fruition. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it's enjoyable, too, to like know that you have people that you can do that type of stuff with that are just as interested in your goals as you are. I think that's important, like Mm. knowing that your friends would support you and do like, you know, what they can. But also, I wanted to talk about conflict. I feel like that's a area that is can be touchy, Mm. but I just feel like it doesn't have to be right because it goes back to respect. Like, can you disagree respectfully? Can you disagree without thinking like the person is dumb or like, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like we've all had disagreements corporately or individually or whatever and i don't think we've had arguments i think me and brianna had one (laughs) (laughs) okay because it was late and it it dealt with it was a lot it was a span of things they were arguing i was asleep just to let jesse sure was asleep and i'm like i was asleep i'll be sleeping during our hangouts bro but i feel like conflict um it helps obviously like some people can feel like, you know, you, it brings you closer after. But also just seeing, like, to me, I like it because it's like, I know how you would handle me when it's not conducive or when it doesn't, you don't understand. What's your approach to something you don't understand? What's your approach to, like, how can we get this done? Is it solutions-minded? Is it like, okay, so what can we do to move forward to, like, bring the, the best outcome? Or is it, I'm going to harp on this one thing that I don't like and I'm going to park it there because that's just what I want to do. Mm. Like you can see the difference of those things. And even like it tone and stuff matters. Jesse is a very calm person. And so like, well, no, 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 he's a passionate person, but like when it comes to um, conflict or correction or anything like that, like I've noticed that he can keep a, the same tone. He can keep the same facial expression. Like he's not, he doesn't have to do too much to get the point across. And it creates like an atmosphere where it's not, tight in the room you know what i mean like it's easy to have that conversation so like that's an important thing yeah i like that you're saying this um with conflict i feel like in order for you to handle this the right way you have to be healed like yeah and i and you know it's very interesting that you um you said that bro because for me it shouldn't have been that way and i'm glad that the lord healed my heart because when I think when you were talking about like arguments and like having disagreements, I was thinking about the times that I had that before I was saved. Like when I would have arguments with people, like these were not people like these were these were people that I called my friends, but mm-hmm. like we didn't really have that connection as friends like I have with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like it was I'm not saying they didn't mean it, but it was very it was a very shallow meaning, like there was no weight to it or anything like that. 
And so when we would get in arguments, like even when the argument was over, I could still feel my emotions boiling because it wasn't about the point. It was about you and me not liking or having something against you in my heart. So it's like, okay, how do how am I able to separate the idea that I disagree with from the person? Yes. That's good. Because you mess around and you get into the you get into the um the function of things and you struggle to separate the two. It's sort of like the same thing with deliverance. When somebody's getting the devil casted out of them, they're manifesting, they're growling, they're snorting, they're hacking, they're coughing, they're throwing up. But it's like, are you sober enough to detach that person's process of freedom from them? Knowing that that was a demon inside of them causing them to behave a certain way. And that's all that it was. It wasn't them. Yeah, and even in conflict, like knowing your friends too. So say someone is in the process of healing... Like if I'm going to if I if 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 we're on a touchy topic and I already know what triggers you have, I as a friend can overextend my not, not even really overextend, but I can operate in servitude yeah. and, and reaffirm areas that you don't have to ask me to affirm because I just know who you are. Mm-hmm. So say someone is not used to conflict in their friendships and every time there was conflict, it resulted in the friendship ending or something. If that's it, if that's the case, if that's my friend, I know that if conflicts comes up. Throughout the conversation, I can be affirming this person. I want to remind you that this doesn't change how I view you. I'm still 100% devoted to this friendship as we're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. That's good. Because I'm a friend, they didn't take too much out of me. Because I want you to know that I care about you. So, like, knowing where people are at and, like, being able to meet them there. Sometimes we can have pride in friendships or in other relationships where it's just like, I don't have to do that. Or I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, but where is your value? Mm-hmm. If this is who you're saying you really value like that, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter that you can do something that you normally wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't be in manipulation and don't be in bondage with it. But, like, in a healthy friendship, it's okay to, you know, be what your friend needs in a moment. Yeah. That's sacrificial. Yeah. Because just like how you said, you don't have to do that. So like that that has to do with you, as you said, knowing the value of the friendship and being willing to. And also, even if you don't get anything in return, mm-hmm. like it's about testing your motive. So I wanted to ask, because Darren has this thing. Uh-huh. He has this thing. What do, what is this? What is this quote or this saying that you always be saying like? Can you remain? So he sat up, y'all. Question. He sat up, y'all. It's a great question. Um, I don't really know where this stems from. Actually, I do. But so, can you remain? Is like for me, it just says a lot. Covenant is a big thing for me. I don't play about covenant relationships at all. And so, it's just like if this is a lifetime thing, if this is someone I love with all that I am, if this is someone that I trust, like. I don't I don't like the fickle fake attitude. I don't like the one day this and one day that. Yeah. You know, like even in a like if I'm married, you will not hear me joking about divorce. No. Because what is that? W- what is that? We are in this. Like what a, what a, that's not a thing for us. So in the same <laughs> way like friendship, I mean some friendships are seasonal, some friendships are lifetime and yeah. I'm more so talking about lifetime and covenant friendships right now, but it's just a matter of like 
can you stick through like even looking at a romantic partner like that is something that is in my head obviously you may not have the answer up front but it's like i like we were all talking about how long do we want to be engaged and stuff like that and i think i had the one of like the longer time period answers because for me it's like i want to see you in different seasons i want to see you walk through different things and i want to know how does how does that affect you and how does that affect us so in the same way it applies to friendships where it's like can we last through changes can we last through evolution okay this is what the last season looked like but now this is what it looks like this is how our communication has changed or maybe there's distance or whatever the case but it's like can we last through that or is something gonna you know something that is not that big of a deal is that gonna be able to separate us and it's not even from a stance of like you got to control something. You got to make sure somebody is some type of way. But it, it just is evident as time goes on. So that's just something I I try to practice myself. Like if I say I'm committed to something or someone, um, last through stuff. Like, okay, there was an argument. Mm. There was an issue. Cool. That should not that should not have you recalculating, do I really want to be their friend? Mm-hmm. Because that shows what was this foundation built on you know what i mean so even and and i'm gonna talk about this uh mike todd you know what i'm saying i respect that man of god so i remember and y'all y'all maybe call me crazy i don't really care i'm talking today huh i don't really care take it there i know what you're gonna say so he he you know did the little thing the demonstration when he was preaching with the spit and he smeared it on somebody's face or whatever i'm not here to talk about how you felt about that or how i felt about that the point is there was people going haywire members of his church ready to walk away people who have been transformed at the work of his ministry and his obedience to christ ready to say he is a false teacher he hasn't done anything good for me i can't believe this it was just a matter of time and you know what that says to me what was in your heart this whole time Mm -hmm. wow because how did one incident one mistake make you go that far now i understand if you think that's nasty if you understand i gotta rethink a little something something cool but like the stuff people were saying i'm like bro you were never for him and just say that just be real with yourself like Mm -hmm. wow because even if if jesse and i or brianna and i got in an argument right or if something was done that made me side eye them if i'm able to let go of that without even having a conversation without even like hey this is how i took that how did you mean it I'm just ready to give up, bro. I'm questioning how deep you was really in there. Like, so that's, that's where I, that's my sentiments on. Can you remain? I like that because, and this, this is something else that I feel like I want in a person. I want somebody that can be honest about their offenses. I want somebody that knows how to apologize. Um, and that's something as well that I try to, be intentional to do to say hey this offended me or i didn't like it when that happened or um that hurt me or to even apologize when i was wrong because i just think it really speaks to humility and recognizing that bro you can get it wrong like there are things that you can do that it's not okay and i feel like as well like as darren said certain things may be okay to somebody else and they may not be okay to somebody else so like let's just say if i make a joke with brianna and she doesn't care, but I make a joke with Darren and it offends him. I should apologize to Darren because an immature mindset would say, well, I joke with Brianna like this and she didn't yeah. care, but it's like, you're not dealing with Brianna right now. Yeah. Brianna's not the one that's offended. 
you're dealing with Darren. So it's about learning to be mature in that area. And the, even the whole, like, can you remain thing, I think, like, that really shows, like, if it's true or not. Like, you want something. People go after things that are processed. People go after things that are valuable because of the process that they've been yes. in, right? Like, the... um. Think about think about anything in life that's valuable. If you want a nice house, this nice house is not going to be built overnight. Mm-hmm. Like the foundation needs to be laid. It's going to take a while. There's going to have to be consistency and dedication. And these people are going to have to build in different climates, regardless of whether if it's fun or not, whether if it's hot, whether if it's cold. But if the house needs to be built, by the time it's built, it will be able to withstand whatever comes its way. Or even when you look at gold, the process that it has to go through, or diamonds, in order for them to be worn, they have to be cut to a certain level. So I think it just speaks to the level of value when it comes to the level of value and worth when it comes to friendships. Because I agree, and even with what Darren was saying, I think I remember seeing some comments about people talking to uh talking about Mike Todd, talking about this is why I'm not Christian or this is why I don't go to church mm-hmm. no more, and da 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 da. And I'm like I, I agreed with him wholeheartedly. It's like it's the fact that a mistake at this point made you question your whole walk with Christ in a sense, or you will no longer go to church because a pastor made a mistake. Like, and that makes me question your intent with Christ and church. Mm-hmm. Were you really a Christian? Let's let's ask that question. Yeah, because you you can because when you when you really love somebody and you're really in this thing for real, you also recognize that flaws can come up and you're willing to deal with that regardless. Like even I don't personally for me, I don't think the whole for better, for worse thing should just be for marriage. I think it should be for Mm -hmm. your friends. I think it should be for those who you consider as people of value in your life. Like regardless of how good this gets or how worse it gets, or how difficult it gets, like, I'm not just finna leave, I'm not just finna throw in the towel. And like, even if I mess up, or if you do, like, we're gonna recover, and we're gonna make sure that we're gonna get through this, because we solidified that this is who we're going to be to each other. Yeah. I also wanna say something um, related to the conflict thing. Um, In conflict with friends, whether it's an argument or whatever, um, I think it's important to check the heart posture wow. of both yourself Ooh. and of both the friend. Because a lot of times, a lot of arguments can uh, escalate. come escalate and like come up and stuff like that because of offenses that you have mm. in your heart towards certain things. And so your friend may not know um, that you have those offen- offenses and stuff like that. And so you could be, you know, bickering and bantering and like, arguing with them about stuff that they, they're not even aware that's going on and so like you have to check the heart posture behind some of the things that I guess <laughs> you have to have you have to like uh your friend may not be coming from a place of uh trying to offend you or trying to hurt you but because you have some past experiences with something that they said it could come off in a way that you feel as though you're being attacked in that moment when you're really not and so I think it's important to check the heart posture of your friend because, you know, you might feel like they're attacking you, but they might just feel like they're just saying things just because they think it's funny or because, you know, they're not aware of certain situations and things like that that you've gone through. And so I think in moments like that, it's important to to kind of like reevaluate and check yourself and see if you're coming from a place of offense yeah. or are you really like. Or, or is what they said um, something that is really hurtful to you? Yeah. Because mm. um, 
a lot of times, like I said earlier, like these, a, a lot of arguments come up because of people's offenses and things like that when that has really nothing to do with the friend. And so, does that make sense? That makes sense. It make, no, it makes <laughs> so, sense. So, yeah, so check yourself and see if you're being overly sensitive. Mm, check yourself and see wow. if you are thinking things or over um, analyzing or overthinking about um, some of the things that they're saying to you, some of their actions that they did, because you might think that um, because they didn't call you or they didn't invite you to a certain thing that they have shut you out and they've done all of these things that they really were not even thinking about doing towards you. But if you just have a conversation and you communicate stuff, it could avoid a lot of mess mess and a lot of arguments i agree with that wholeheartedly i think you touched on something really well with like the offenses like the built up offenses because it's like you like y'all y'all are having a conversation about something you disagree with and like deep down inside like we don't even like nobody else can see the fact that your soul is manifesting about three offenses that you haven't addressed with this person yet and it's fueling the argument and like people don't know what's going on with you but it's there and yeah like and i think also as well like just being mutually responsible for what could be taking place like it could be it could be the person's fault or it could be your fault so like if somebody has a question if somebody has a question or if somebody says something to you and you feel attacked like okay let's evaluate why do you feel attacked yeah like and i think that's the point of it like introspection like asking yourself like okay is it me or is it them like and not to be like don't be manipulated don't be fueled don't be fooled like friendship your friends if they love you and if they care about you they're going to take responsibility for the things that they partook in but the problem is is like when we get to a place to where we conduct self-evaluation as to why we feel a certain way or why we feel an emotion and then we realize it wasn't our friend it was us then like depending on how mature you are or not it'll make it even worse like because it's like when you feel that trauma you want to blame it on somebody but now when you come to the realization that it's literally you mm-hmm. that ability to blame and put it on somebody else is now stripped from you and now you literally have to you have to say like i reacted like this because i was immature yeah. i reacted like this because i got bullied at 12 and didn't get over it yeah. and that's my fault and nobody else's and like it's not to say that your I, I think your friends should be in a place to where they can walk you through that like and they could help and assist you and pray for you and cover you yeah. but at the end of the day like it's still your responsibility to go forth yeah. in your healing process so that way they're not affected by that yeah and i think being offended like sometimes it's okay to, if you're offended but like it's all about how you react to that offense yeah. that matters you know it's all about how you go about it how you handle it are you having a conversation with your friend about it or are you blowing it out of proportion and like Jesse said, you're you're going back to that place where you were 12 years old and you were bullied by your friends. And so your friend and for something so little has become that bully. And you just squirt it all out of, con- out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Slander, bitterness, all all enemies of real authentic friendship. Like that's why like I just think it's so it's so important when even when the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath like if there's an offense like you have to be able to share that and I think that's another thing too that I value in friends is like I need to know that I could be as blunt as possible like 
when I say as blunt as possible, like without feeling judged, looked down upon, or condemned, like obviously I'm not gonna speak to my friends any old kind of way, but I think there's a safety and there's a security knowing that like my humanity can be dealt with and handled. And I could like, I won't say who it is, but like there was a time where um, one of my bros, I was able to tell him dead to his face that I was jealous of him for something that happened to his life. And I watched him cover me, I watched him love me, and I watched him not care. Like, because he knew that I wasn't coming to him in a heart of malicious intent, but I was coming to him from a place of like, bro, there's this thing in my heart towards you, and I feel like I really need to deal with it, and it was really difficult. And I just think it speaks to a level of love and maturity when things like that can occur in your friendship and there still be peace and there still be um there still be unison yeah yeah and that goes back to remaining too mm-hmm. can you remain and i think also like for me um my sisters and i were pretty close growing up like there's just situations that really just brought us together so it's like loyalty is big for me I'd be so confused when I see people talking about their friends to somebody else. Like, <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, that type of stuff is just important. But also, um, I think what people really desire, and I think I've said this before, we talked about this, what people desire in friendship is really what Christ provides in Christianity. That's in the so walk good. as a disciple. And so people want friends that they can trust. They want friends that will correct them. These things that we've listed, and it's like, this is we're able to do this because we've devoted our life to jesus Mm. like we're able to apologize or serve each other or last with each other or bear each other's burdens hello Mm -hmm. bear each other's burdens when you're going through something Mm -hmm. i'm praying for you or i'm going through it with you or i'm gonna i have something to do but i can sit while you need to cry or whatever the case is like i think these things are principles that we've learned in our walk as disciples of Christ, yeah. which is why it's able to play out in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So this unity, this friendship, all this other stuff is like enabled by our surrender to Christ. And so honestly, for those who may be listening and, you know, if you're not a believer, like, and you're desiring these things, know that they first come from Christ. Yeah, You can't expect that from a friend who doesn't. Th- these principles are not morality of the world these principles are biblical truths yeah so like that's why they work within this context that is so good and like even how the bible refers to jesus as a friend that sticks closer than a brother um as people were called to bear the aroma of christ and i love that scripture because literally it just to me i just take that as all of the all of the things that are occurring in my life are only the residue of who he is and who he's been to me and how I'm learning and growing in him. So, yeah, just like what Darren said, like, if you're not a believer, know that the foundation of all of these things can be provided to you, but you got to go through Jesus first. So, yeah. Any closing remarks, y'all? Brianna? (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I think I've, no, I've said all I had to say. Um, if you are... Um, if you're fortunate enough to have friends that, you know, support you and love you and that can hold you accountable and that can with can remain um, throughout different situations and circumstances and stuff like that, 
um, kudos to you. Continue to pray for them. Continue yeah. to be there for them. Continue to love them through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if you do not have friends that you can lean and depend on, continue to pray and ask God for people like that. Be specific with him about the type of friends that um, you want. And if you don't really know what type of friend you want, ask the Lord to put the people that you need in your life for you. And he'll do just that. And um, they may not come almost. They may not, they may not come immediately, but I can guarantee you that they'll come when the time is right. Yeah, Dan, you got anything, bro? Yeah, I would just say um, be a friend too if you're looking for mm. one. Yeah, I mean that's biblical as well. But like, you know, start embodying what you're looking for. That's good. If you want somebody that's trustworthy, start practicing being trustworthy with what's yeah. around you now. Like. So when God does bring that, you know, you're not playing catch up, but you're prepared as well. That is so good. Yeah. And I guess the last thing for me that I will say is tell your friends thank you for being who they are. Honor your friends. Make sure that you're um, intentional about showing appreciation to them because even though they are great and they're kind and they're loving, just know that all of these things are gifts from God that we just don't deserve and it's just because he's gracious and kind so thank your friends appreciate your friends and appreciate God for putting them in your life Mm -hmm. and I believe that's a form of stewardship over them that's good so yeah well y'all it's been fun thank y'all thank y'all for listening thank you I might have them back on another episode but this was good love y'all peace out to CC fam What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.